For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Gene Hall, Collection Manager of the University of Arizona's Insect Collection, to talk about cicadas. We associate cicadas with the hottest times of the day and the hottest months of the summer. Are they really more active then, or is it just that everything else has gone away? Well, they're definitely more active during the summertime. They usually start emerging during the hottest time of the year, um, around June, um, right whenever our temperatures are at the hottest and driest. And when you say emerging, emerging from? They're emerging from the ground. So the immature stage, the nymphal stage, is developing underground. And whenever the conditions are right, they'll emerge from the ground during the evening, shed their nymphal skin, and emerge as an adult. Why do they choose the hottest time of the year to do that? Well, it's just whenever the conditions are perfect. Sometimes it's been observed that it depends on what, t- what temperature the soil is at that time and other conditions. So there's probably different advantages to that. Uh, how do they manage to survive the heat? They have their own evaporative cooling system. And so they're plant feeders. They have p- piercing sucking mouth parts and they're feeding off the sap of the plant. And what they're doing is they're constantly ingesting fluids. And so whenever their body gets too hot and they overheat, they're able to remove the water from their blood. And these, this pass through ducts through their body and exit through pores on their thorax. So it's kind of in a, their own personal evaporative cooling system. Why do they make that racket? Is it a mating thing or a byproduct of something else they're doing? It's a mating call. Only the males produce the sound and they're calling for females. And they're also using the sound to compete with other males for mating. Isn't that a dangerous thing to be doing? Aren't predators, wouldn't predators home in on that sound? Theoretically, yes. Um, but they're also out at the hottest part of the day because they're able to sustain this evaporative cooling that they maintain. And so during that time, many of the predators aren't out, birds and mammals and such. Also, sometimes it's hard to hone in on cicadas too because the noise can be so loud, it's hard to locate them. Now, we sometimes hear stories that there will be you know, more cicadas a certain year, a 17-year cicada or something like that. Do they come in swarms? Well, the ones here, they come out annually. So it's a different situation than what you have back east in the Midwest where certain um, broods of cicadas come out every 13 years, every 17 years in certain locations. The ones here have staggered emergences. And so every year you'll get the same species of cicadas um, emerging at the same time in the same areas. Is there just one species of cicada that does all these different things, or are there different species in different locations? We have quite a variety of species of cicada here in Arizona. We have about four dozen species, and each of the males of the different species have their own unique call, so no two species have the same call to attract females. It just sounds like a buzz to me. Are they different pitches, or what do you mean when you say they have a different call? Um, It can range anywhere from a high whirling sound to staggered clicking noises, and males of the same species will try to drown each other out, so it's kind of a competitive thing, too. How long do the cicadas spend underground before they come out? Um, The species here in Arizona generally spend anywhere from probably three to five years underground in the nymphal stage. And then after they emerge, they'll be active as adults for about two to three weeks mating, and then they'll die off. What are the main predators for the cicadas? Well, one of the main predators in our area is the cicada killer wasp. And it's similar to the situation with the tarantula hawk wasp that's around here and the tarantulas, where the wasp will dig a hole, find a cicada, paralyze it to the point where it's still alive, but it's not dead. It'll fly the cicada off to the the hole underground, lay an egg on the cicada, and then 
bury off the chamber. And when the egg emerges, the immature stage, the larva feeds off the living cicada and that's its meal. And so it's a similar story to what the tarantula hawks do with tarantulas. In some places in the Midwest or in the East, it seems like you can't step without stepping on a cicada sometimes, but here it seems like they're hard to find. Are they really more common in other places than they are here, or is there something else going on? I haven't lived back east, but from what I can tell and from what I've heard, the numbers are larger out there with regards to the sizes of the populations. But they are here, and they are here in big numbers. It's just that they're hard to see. They're on the trees. They're on the bushes. Um, They're very secretive in a way that if you try to walk up to them, up to a bush to try to find them, they either move around the bush and go around so you can't see them, or they'll stop calling immediately if they feel threatened. Thank you for coming in, Gene. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.